On this week's edition of the Magic Memories Podcast, Dennis Newman chats with Jerry Ice Reynolds about his long and winding NBA career, the expansion Magic in 1989, who in today's NBA reminds him of himself, how he ended up at LSU in the first place, and just where the term Kapaya really comes from. So sit back and enjoy. Magic Memories Podcast begins right now. And welcome back to the Radio Guy Podcast. Good to have you with us again, and this is going to be a fun time for me. We're going to visit with an old name from the Magic Past, one of our favorites over the years, Jerry Reynolds. Ice Reynolds is going to join us on the broadcast today, and let's bring him in right now. Jerry, I was just saying to you off the air, I have not talked to you in a long time. I bet it was 1993 when you left Orlando, but it's good to have you with us, and thanks for spending a couple of moments with us. Yeah, it's been a long time, man. You let everybody know how old I am. But that's <laughs> yeah, I looked at that. I, I was surprised you and I were pretty close. I, I, I don't remember that, but, uh, yeah, time just marches on. Tell us what's going on in your life lately. Catch us up to date what Jerry Reynolds is doing these days. Well, uh, I just made 57 a couple of weeks ago on the 23rd of December. Yeah. <laughs> I am I – am, uh, just, just working hard, man, and uh, raising my my youngest. Uh, he's nine years old now, and um, you know, just living life over here in Tampa, Florida, man. That's that's about it, man. Now, are you trying to stay close to the game of basketball, Jerry? Well, basketball is uh, is is it was a God given gift to me, and it's no way that I can get away from it. I can't even. I can't. It's too difficult. I, I don't even try anymore, as a matter of fact. You know, I, I actually, after I get off the phone with you, I'm going to the gym. And I play with guys half my age, and I don't use Bengay. <laughs> you really do? You still play then? 57 years old, you get out there and hoop it now and then. I'm getting ready to go to L.A. Fitness. And wow. these guys, it's funny because they don't know me from holding the wall. <laughs> and... um and they think, you know, since I look young, they tell me to dunk it. Man, you got to dunk that if they only knew. <laughs> You know, Jerry, I, I, I think about what you just said. You said God gave me a gift to play basketball. I think anyone that watched Jerry Ice Reynolds play basketball understands exactly that. I mean, you did have a gift, and especially scoring the basketball. Well, it was it was um, you know a lot of a lot of uh, my scoring came from the defensive end, and I'm proud of that. Um, I don't get I don't get a lot of praise for for the defense. Uh, but I know I know that that was my that was probably my best asset as a basketball player was my uh, anticipation on defense. That's one of the reasons I led I led the Magic in steals. I pretty much led every team that I got a chance to play in steals, play for in steals. Go back with me. A lot of people don't know your history growing up in Brooklyn, but you, you basically it sounds like you like a lot of players coming out of Brooklyn grew up on the playgrounds. Give us a little insight into that experience for you and how that played into you going into the NBA later on in your life. Well, it was it was the foundation um, for for my gift. You know, God God gave me this this gift, and it's funny because I started out in baseball first. I thought I I, I was in love with baseball when I was probably seven, eight, nine, ten, even, and then when I got to middle school. Uh, I met this kid uh, who, who, in sixth grade, we met, and you know, 
introduced me to basketball. I started to love it. Turns out he and I went to the same high school, and we won a city championship together, undefeated as seniors, because we, we, we went in the same year because we were the same age. And, um, you know, we won a city championship uh, being undefeated our senior year. So it was it was a... Uh, it was a match made in heaven with uh, a guy by the name of Eugene Beetle Washington, who actually went to University of New Orleans while I was at LSU. I tell you what, so, you're being a hum- you're being a humble guy right now because I do know a little bit about your history there at Alexander Hamilton High School, and you, and you ended up that year too being this the player of the year, high school player of the year in the city of New York. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I had I had a great. Um, uh, high school career, even though uh, I, I got cut as a freshman. And Beetle, who came in with me, he got to play as a freshman. So that kind of pissed me off. <laughs> you uh, know, and, and that's a good story because, and you know, I'm sure you've heard this story about Michael Jordan, the same thing, getting cut early in his basketball career. But you were cut your freshman year there at Hamilton. How did you take that at the time, and how did you play that into improving your game? Well, um, I had already fell in love with basketball by this time. I was uh, I was 14 uh, or 15, just turning 15. And um, and like I said, Beetle got to play varsity. I got cut. Coach told me I was too skinny. And uh, <laughs> that really bugged me. Um, so so I played like in uh, uh, with what would be equivalent to like an AAU team that whole freshman year. Um and and I just was hungry and thirsty, and, and came back uh, uh, with uh, with uh, with the force, you know, for skin. I was still skinny the next year too. <laughs> you go from there, Jerry. You go to you go to LSU, and you play for the great Dale Brown. That had to be just a tremendous experience. Your college experience. Well, and that was a, a funny story too, because initially out of high school, I signed to go to the University of Wisconsin. And uh, so what happened there was I was at Wisconsin uh, in Madison going to school, getting my uh, getting my GED because I, I screwed up as a senior, uh, my grades. So I had to sit what would have been my freshman year out at uh, University of Wisconsin. And that following year, I would come in as a freshman. Well, during that time I was sitting out, the coach gets fired. Bill Cofield was the head coach at Wisconsin. He recruited me as a point guard. And that's why that's the reason I went to the University of Wisconsin. So anyway, uh, uh, fast forward, and when he gets fired, I didn't want to stay at Wisconsin. I get a call from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, a great friend of mine named Lester Robinson, who passed on. Great coach. He helped raise me in Brooklyn. And I never knew he was friends with Dale Brown until I got that phone call. Uh, so he calls me up and says, uh, "Jerry, I heard what happened in in uh, in, in, in Wisconsin, and I I think you should come down to Louisiana and check out this situation down here." I told the coach about you and blah blah blah. So it was a no brainer when he called because, like I said, he helped he helped grow uh, grew me as a, as a young kid. So uh, I went for a visit, fell in love with it. He was like my my surrogate dad down there, and uh, the rest is history. So you had never talked to Dale Brown until the coach was fired in Wisconsin. And another thing about that is that I, I 
out of all the letters that I got from many universities around the nation, over 200, not one letter from LSU. <laughs> That's amazing. They recruited me. And I wound up going there and uh, playing in three uh, uh, postseason tournaments, two NCAAs, and uh, went up one NIT, and uh, went went pro after three years. Yeah, you played a lot of big games in college basketball. You came out early. You made the decision to come out early, Jerry. If you had that to do again over all these years thinking about would you have done that again? Well, if the circumstances were the same, I would have did it again. Um, I didn't really want to leave uh, after my junior year because actually my best year in college was my sophomore year. Uh, that was the year that I played against Jordan, went head-to-head with him. They beat us, but we both scored 29 points. And I kind of think that that's what put me on the map for for pro scouts and pro visibility. Um, uh, So I come back my junior year, and uh, uh, Dale Brown had recruited John Williams, who was the number one player in in America uh, at the time, number one high school player in in the country. And I was psyched about it. You know, I'm going to be playing with these guys from Los Angeles. I'm a New Yorker. You know, he's an All-American. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty good player. So, I, you know, but there, I think Dale Brown didn't know how to to mesh our talent. And what he winded up doing was circling our whole program around John. And I just came off my best year leading the team in every offensive and defensive category. Well, you mentioned playing against Michael Jordan. And like I said, you played against a lot of big players, a lot of good players. You played against David Robinson as well, didn't you, when you faced a Navy team? That's right. We uh, we played against them my junior year, which I left after that year. Uh, we faced them in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and, uh, and they beat us. As a matter of fact, every year that we went to the tournament, three years in a row, we lost the first game. In every tournament appearance that we made, <laughs> unfortunately. Now, why do you think that was, Jerry? How do you guys go out in the first round in all three years? Well, like I said, I, I didn't, uh, especially out my junior year uh, when we had John, John, and myself. Um, I just thought that that Dale wasn't wasn't a great X's and O's coach. He was more of a motivational coach. Uh, he was a great motivational coach, but he wasn't he wasn't a very good X and O's kind of a, a kind of a coach. So I think that played in and, and you think about uh Shaq, Stanley Robinson, Chris Jackson, all on the same team, all super great players, and they didn't even win the uh NCAA. They got knocked out of the tournament too. Wow, that, that's an interesting story, stories right there. Okay, tell me a little bit about your experience here in Orlando. I know a lot of folks that are listening now are interested in that. You came to Orlando in the expansion draft back in 89. Uh, Milwaukee exposed you. The Magic said, we'll take that guy. We like him. What was your reaction when you heard that news? Well, I was super excited because at that point in my career, I had been, uh, that was after my fourth year, so that was uh, going into, uh, no, going into my fourth year. Because uh, I, I played, I played three in Milwaukee, I got traded to Seattle, played one year, and then I, I got picked up by the Magic. So each of those four years, I didn't get to play very much. I didn't get much playing time in Milwaukee. Don Nelson hated young players. <laughs> I got caught right into that. 
unfortunately. <laughs> this guy drafted me and told me that I wasn't going to play. Ooh. Like, literally, looked me in my face and said, Jerry, I hate rookies, and you're not going to play for me. So, uh, anyway, so fast forward, when I got picked up by the Magic, I had a lot of energy because I had been sitting a lot in my four years. And uh, so I had vowed to, on uh, opening night, I'm going to be in the starting lineup with this team. You know, and, and you join a pretty good team. I, I've talked to a few of the guys this year as we look back, and, and it's interesting. I mean, you join some veteran guys, Corzine, Skiles, Theus, uh, Catledge, Turner. That was a pretty good group. How do you remember that group as a team? Well, we had a, we had a, a talented uh, uh, team, uh, but we, we did have uh, Corzine, Reggie, uh, and kind of Sydney at the end of their careers. Yeah. Uh, so much so, I think Dave might have got hurt the first game that we played. Yeah, it was uh, early. And he was pretty much done. Uh, uh, Reggie, he didn't have a lot left. He had some left. Um, you know, so it was a mixture of new and, and, and older players. Um, and we were new. But we really played hard, and the fans the fans gave us so much support, man. I, I, that's why I'm so in love with the, the uh, Orlando Orlando Magic fans, because they were just great, even though we were really kicking it on the chin. Uh, yeah, that t- t- tell, tell me how you remember that, Ice. The, the old arena, what kind of building was that for you to play in? Oh, it was beautiful, because at that time it was state-of-the-art. It was a yeah. brand-new arena. Everything was brand-new. And that's just what I had needed for my career. You know, a brand new situation where uh, I, don't, I don't have to play behind a Dale Ellis in Seattle. I don't have to play behind a, a Sydney, a Sydney Moncrief and Paul Percy and Terry Cummings in Milwaukee. Uh, so it was like a clean slate. And there was no pre, predetermined uh, starting roles or anything like that. So, like I said, that was a great situation for me. And um, as a result, uh, I averaged 12 points a game all three years and uh, was, was considered for a six-man of the year uh, one of those years. And um, I just I just enjoyed my, my time in, the, in Orlando. Uh, that was the best stop of my career by far. Do you stay in touch with any of those guys, Jerry? Do they come into your life at any time now? Uh, Nick and I keep in touch. Um, yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and Otis, Otis, I used to keep in touch with Otis until he kind of left town and stuff like that. Um, uh, Moreland, I, I, I talked with him on, on Facebook. Um, most of the other guys, we just go through, uh, social media and touch that way and, uh, you know, communicate. You know, you went on to play a little bit after that, but you had a significant injury. Was that the, the Patrick Ewing uh, injury? Was that what happened that kind of shortened everything for you and, and finally yeah, ended in Milwaukee? Definitely. You know, had that injury, uh, that accident uh, not happened, I could easily play 15. I could have played as long as I wanted because, like I said, I'm still playing today. I'm 57. And uh, so if the injury hadn't happened, I would have probably uh, played 15 years and, and, and possibly been either the sixth man of the year or made an all-star team because 
I was really at the height of my career when that happened, uh, you know, being being 32. But you see, my 32 is, wouldn't be like a LeBron James 32 because, I, like I said, I didn't have a lot of mileage because I didn't play a lot early. You know, so when I was 32, I was, I was like, I was really raring to go. Uh, I had just signed a new contract with Orlando, uh, a four-year deal, and I got hurt in the second year of it. First year of it? Uh, I'm not sure which year I got hurt of it, but, yeah, it was, it was shortly after I signed a, a new deal. Um, so, yeah, that was a pretty disappointing time in my life. Um, but like I said, you know, that was the best stop in my career by far. Yeah, I was going to say, Jerry, and I'm trying to remember myself exactly what the dates were, but but as I remember, you left here or were waived with the injury in, what, 92, 93? I mean, that was right when Shaquille O'Neal was beginning here in Orlando. I, I know over the years you probably thought about the the chance to play with him and, and what that may have meant for you. Oh, my God. That was that was like, uh, oh, it was a gift and a curse at, at, at the same time in Orlando because it's funny, the first time I met Shaq, uh, I had went to LSU because I used to always go back to LSU after each season. I would drive through Louisiana and go see the guys and, and play pick up with them and stuff like that. So I did that, and Shaq happened to be there, and Stanley Roberts was there. And I was so mad that I'm like, I was like, why are you guys waiting to come now? You know, I needed to play with some big guys because I actually had to be the center when I was at LSU. I had to be the center, the forward, everything. I was, I was all over the place. Um, uh, you wouldn't yeah, have so had to. You Shaq, wouldn't have had to do that here. Huh? You wouldn't have had to do that with Shaq or Stanley here. Oh my God! So when Shaq came, uh, his rookie year, our lockers were right next to each other. So we were in training camp together, um, and that's when I, because uh, I had my surgery that summer before Shaq's uh, rookie season. And um, and then I was given the okay to go back and, and go to training camp, which I did. And uh, it's the funny thing. I'm running down the court in training camp, nobody around me, and I go to look over my shoulder, and I experienced the worst pain I ever felt in my life, and it just mm. buckled me. Like, I was running, and then all of a sudden you just heard me yelling and screaming. And, and I'm sure every, every, I shocked everybody in there. And I had to be, they had to get me out of there. And I was in traction for three days, I think. I had to go to the hospital and just say, just lay there for three days. And they said I had a muscle spasm uh, around the area that I had surgically repaired. Mm. So I, I, had, I had crushed two discs in my neck. And you were never me. really the same, were you, Jerry, after that as far as basketball? Oh, no, no, not the same because uh, – uh, when I came back, uh, what I should have done, the doctors should have told me to take a year off and let it heal uh, properly. Because what happened, I had surgery in April, and I was back in training on neck surgery now in April, and I was back in training camp in October of the same year. And I think that that's really what, what the mistake was. I think that the doctors told me that I was good to go too soon. And um, um, I think if I would have took a year off and then came back, it would have been, it would have been, uh, I would have been 
close to normal, close to normal. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I came back three years later, which is you know kind of unheard of for any NBA player to take a three-year absence and then kind of climb back into it, which I did uh, three years later, and um, uh, made a comeback and and got got a chance to go back to the team that drafted me. They picked me up out of the CBA, which was uh, pre pre uh, G League. Uh, that was the G League back then. Um, and um, so, yeah, it, it, it uh, came full circle. I got a chance to play again, uh, went to Italy, played a couple of years, um, played in Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I turned out that I played eight NBA years and then two European years, so I did wind up playing 10 years of pro basketball. I'll tell you, Ice, as you look at the game, you watch the game today, is there a guy you see playing in the NBA today that, that kind of reminds you of a young Jerry Reynolds? Uh, uh, initially, yes, with Kevin Durant. My mother actually thought that Kevin Durant was me. <laughs> really? Because he wears 35, he's tall and lanky like me. Yeah, the and, body type's uh, similar. But I think that the, uh, the difference between KD is he shoots the ball way better than me, but I think I handled it and passed it way better than him. And I think I rebounded better than him as well. But, but you know, what today, today, I like the kid out of Philadelphia. He kind of reminds me of myself, Bible. Yeah, yeah, he, he plays defense like you did. I know that. Oh. He's great. He's a great defensive player. He anticipates. And I've only seen him play like one time. And I'm looking at this guy like, who is I've never heard of him before. And, yeah, um, I think I think a lot of fans have yet to see really what Matisse Thibel can do. But you know, I think in fact right now I think he's hurt or just coming back. But but we saw him early in the season, and you're right. I mean, he, he can really play. He can play. He, he was right. He reminds me of myself a lot. Couple of questions before I let you go, Jerry. The nickname Ice. Where did it begin? Uh, in, in, in sixth grade, when I when I went to the, uh, middle school and I met my my future my my point uh, uh, guard in high school, uh, I used to go to the playground and play with these guys at lunchtime and stuff like that. So, and I had I didn't even know who the Ice Man was at this time. And they were like, man, because I would, I would make these weird shots, and you know, I, I'd just be trying anything, you know. I didn't, I didn't know what the heck I was doing anyway. But so they just said, man, you, you like, you make shots like Iceman, and I guess I was <laughs> doing finger rolls, and I didn't even know what a finger roll was. I was just, I was just out there playing. And um, so what happened was, they started calling me that in the playground when I was in the sixth grade. But what happened was, I moved from that area. And I moved to a different neighborhood. So I'm going out to the playground now to play basketball, and the kids was asking me, what, you know, what's your name? And I don't know what made me say ice, but I just said ice. And they and they started calling me that. And then, you know, uh, the years go by, and then I, I grow and start getting longer and better, and then people started comparing me to George Gerber, the ice man. Great story. One other question. I've wanted to ask you this for a long time. I'm going to start by by just this. I'm going to say one word, and I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. And the word is kapaya. Kapaya. 
said that a little bit when you were here in Orlando because that's like legend now and I, I don't know how much you get to watch Magic TV but Jeff Turner doing the color on TV now will use that and I, I think Jeff gives you credit for it he gives you credit for the origination of it down the line somewhere that's funny I love Jeff that's my guy <laughs> alright I tell you what I this is this is I will this has been a special time I want to thank you I know your time's valuable but we appreciate you taking a couple minutes it's great memories for me and I think all magic fans as we look back that first team will always be special you'll be special here in Orlando we want to thank you for your time oh man I hope so man and, and I, I love the fans in Orlando and, and, and I'm looking to get on that staff and, and coach these boys back into 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 some playoff mode so anytime y'all need a solid assistant coach or even a head coach I won't stop there I'm not right here in Tampa I'm not far I won't cost that much either duly noted thanks guys thank you so much for your time and I hope we get to see you here in Orlando sometime soon Oh, absolutely. I'll be coming to check out a couple of games. My son is uh, starting to be a ballaholic, so, yeah, we'll be over there. All right. Thanks so much. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Radio Guy podcast. Special thanks to Jerry Reynolds. He is uh, a special guy in the history of this Orlando Magic team. Thanks for joining us today. We'll look for you next time right here on the radio. So long.